0: to this very special bonus episode of your favorite news and comment show, I doubt it with Dollamore. That's us. I am your host for this very special debate analysis episode, bonus episode. Jesse Dollamore and sitting across from me, all bonusy and analysisy and GOP debate enraged, <laughs> is my lovely co-host Brittany Page.
2: I'm not necessarily enraged about the debate.
0: Right, right. Well, I mean, it's it's an emotional roller coaster. And I don't want to... And I'm getting ready to say my favorite phrase that you hate. I'm not going to blow my wad here. Oh, God. <laughs> Relative to why I was so enraged. but uh-huh. or Or the manner with which I was enraged.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Or the seething hatred and anger... Mm. blind fury in mm. my heart that I felt but lad's let's suffice it to say it was a terse viewing uh occasion
2: uh, Jesse D was uh, not pleased
0: <laughs> not pleased but uh, here we are this is going to be a bonus episode as I've said several times now this will not be charged to our patreon our loyal patreon supporters. And really, largely, it is because of our Patreon following. You know, we don't have it. We don't make a ton of money off of Patreon. We only have a few, a few, a few supporters at this point. But it's because of that, that, that little bit of support that we do have. And I'm not diminishing the support of each individual patron. But it is, you know, there's, there's only a handful of super dedicated, awesome, loyal Patreon subscribers. Or, or supporters
2: well there's actually one more than two handfuls we have 11
0: oh okay well perfect one more than two handfuls <laughs> that's really good so but it's because of that little bit of support that we are getting which is so valuable that we're going to start doing things like this somewhat you know sporadically or as often as we we feel the need when when it arises,
2: right? Because it may not be, you know, after every debate or something like that. Because you know, there's going to be a lot of debates, a lot, yeah, a lot. And you know, maybe all of them are not worth. <laughs> well, we dissecting. We,
0: as the old adage goes, we would rather uh, under promise and over deliver, kind of a deal.
2: Right, but we do want to start making bonus material for the patrons.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing. I don't know like this is going to be available to everyone. I'm I'm not certain if it I, I just I feel weird I'm caught in a place and I we didn't really mean this to be a Patreon thing, but I'm caught in a place because I don't want to make something and then not provide it to our audience because I just feel like we're cheating the audience. However, I want to provide something special for the people on Patreon, mm-hmm. so we'll we'll figure it all out. In fact, I would love to hear your your input, audience six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine. And when I say that I'd like to have your input, I'm really serious. I'd like to hear all ideas. Uh, we're we're open because it's it's new territory that we're we're encroaching upon.
2: Yes, patrons, tell us how you would like to be rewarded. <laughs> for being a patron.
0: Right. Well, it's not exactly that. It's and we're not just I'm not soliciting advice from just our Patreon supporters. I'm talking about everybody. So before we get too lost in the weeds on the Patreon stuff, let's just move on with the matter at hand. The debate happened on Thursday. Today, it is Friday, and I'm going to release this tonight so it's a Saturday Again, bonus episode. A lot happened. A lot of this that I'm going to play is just really kind of what struck a chord with me, let's say.
2: Because not, we're, not, we're not playing the whole debate, that's right? That's
0: exactly right. Yeah, I had this whole plan, this grandiose plan in my head that we would just record the entire debate and then play it along, pause when we wanted to talk, and then play and then pause. And that would end up being at least a three, possibly a four-hour show and nope.
2: <laughs> also, I mean, it's not entertaining the entire time. So
0: yeah, no, certainly not. A lot of it was boring, but there were some there were some fireworks that happened. Um, you know, I got a little angry at some points and uh, disgusted at others, and I, I generally thought that my my general tone for the evening was uh, disgust, bothered. I was bothered a lot. So, but l- but let's move on. Uh, where do you want to start, Brittany?
2: Well, I guess we can start with how the debate started. So the first question right out of the gate from Brett Baer was, who here cannot completely rule out the chance of a third-party run?
4: Gentlemen, we know how much you love hand-raising questions. So we promise this is the only one tonight. The only one. Is there anyone on stage, and can I see hands, who is unwilling tonight to pledge your support to the eventual nominee of the Republican Party and pledge to not run an independent campaign against that person. Again, we're looking for you to raise your hand now. Raise your hand now if you won't make that pledge
2: tonight. And Trump raises his hand. Right. Mr. Trump.
0: So a mixed reaction from the crowd, and we'll talk about Mr. the Trump, crowd later.
2: To be clear,
4: You're standing on a Republican primary. I fully
0: understand
4: the place where the RNC will give the nominee the nod.
5: I fully understand.
4: And that experts say an independent run would almost certainly hand the race over to Democrats and likely another Clinton. You can't say tonight that you can make that pledge. I cannot
5: say I have to respect the person that if it's not me, the person that wins. If I do win and I'm leading by quite a bit, uh, that's what I want to do. I can totally make that pledge. If I'm the nominee, I will pledge I will <laughs> not run as an independent. But uh, and I am discussing it with everybody. But I'm you know talking about a lot of leverage. We want to win, and we will win. But I want to win as the Republican. I want to run as the Republican nominee. So cool. tonight you can't say if another one
4: of these this is what's wrong.
5: I mean okay. this is
1: what's wrong. He buys and sells politicians of all stripes. He's already, Dr. Paul. hey, look, look, he's already hedging his bet on the Clintons, okay? So if he doesn't run as a Republican, maybe he supports Clinton or maybe he runs as an independent. Okay. But I'd say that he's already hedging his bets because he's used to buying politicians. Well, I've given so just, him plenty of money. Just
4: right. to be clear, but, you can't make, the, we're going to, we're going to move on. You're not going to make the pledge tonight. I will not make the pledge at this time. Okay.
3: All right. <laughs>
0: First, let me address this fucking crowd. <laughs> I am... If anything that I'm disappointed about is going to be really talked about relative to the performance and the policy and the execution here by Fox News, it is and it has to be They didn't keep this crowd under control the entire time. (laughs) Not even close. It was like a pep rally. It was like some... Really, Like a high school pep rally.
2: Well, it was like they had a stage manager, you know, when you go to see one of those sitcom shows in Hollywood and they have a, it's filmed in front of a live studio audience right. and they have someone working right. specifically to like hype up the audience, throwing yeah. candy and t-shirt bombs. I mean, that's what it was. Like applause signs were coming on or something. It was sickening. Because these people should have been more quiet than they were.
0: Yeah. its It's like they went down to the local honky tonk bar.
2: Round them up. Come on down to the beach. Because some of the time when they were uh, plotting, it was a very serious thing or, you know, these are important topics and we want to hear them talk. We don't need you to rally for your favorite guy. It's not WWF or whatever. Well, certainly
0: not. And th- that's the other thing. Is that
2: thing. still the acronym? I
0: think that's the World Wildlife Fund now. <laughs> it used to be WWF. Now it's World Wrestling entertainment
2: wwe <laughs> yes yes sorry about that see well here's the
0: deal i'm a grown man so i don't really know anything about wrestling about the wrestling
2: okay anyway
0: so so that i had a problem with the crowd the entire time mm-hmm. I, I listen i don't expect it to be like a courtroom where there's this <laughs> somber decorum that needs to be maintained but
2: you would have preferred that
0: well, yeah, because I'm there for the content. I'm right. not there for the fucking spectacle. Right. You know?
2: Right. The,
0: so I got two things here. One is I've heard a lot of people, and I've talked to, actually literally spoken to someone today who thought that Fox News had was not really fair. It was like a gotcha. I don't remember exactly what the language was, but I don't agree with that. That first question is a legitimate... It might ha- have applied specifically and only to donald trump right but that doesn't take away the legitimacy of what they were trying to get at because this is a republican primary debate it is a debate for republican candidates Mm -hmm. it's a party sponsored event it's not, well, we'll have some Democrats and Republicans, and we'll have some independents in here. This is a party function. Mm-hmm. The Republican Party right now is trying to find the nominee that they're going to put up to represent the party in the presidential race. So when Donald Trump refuses, he, he and it's not even like he's obfuscating, he's just, fuck you, no, I won't. Because there's, look, everybody... Who has any sense right now understands that there's a chance that when he loses the primary, which I'm praying to Jesus, (laughs) uh, that when he loses the primary, he might just like put up his middle finger to the Republican Party and throw his support behind Hillary Clinton.
2: Right. Well, also, like Brett Baer said in his question, experts are saying that if Donald Trump does the third party candidate thing, that the election is going to be handed over to Democrats.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, it happened. Th- this very thing happened with Ross Perot. Bob Dole lost the race because Ross Perot was in it and stripped away just enough votes from from Bob Dole. To let Clinton sail to victory. Mm-hmm. This also happened with Ralph Nader. He stripped just enough votes away from a Democratic candidate, and I'm 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 blo- I'm I'm blanking here. I, I don't know whether it was Al Gore or Kerry, John Kerry, the current Secretary of State, um, during his general election run for president. It doesn't take much because the country is so almost evenly split. It doesn't take much to be stripped away by a third party candidate to to have that happen. So he he's just a ah, seriously it. I'm getting frustrated again. The other thing that I want to say, and I think anybody who listens to the show knows I'm no fan of Rand Paul. I don't think he's a terrible guy. I don't think he's an evil. You know, I don't really think that of anybody. I'm getting there with Trump, but
2: <laughs> right.
0: But I, you know, I got to hand it to, to Rand Paul for having for ha- he nutted up and he, he <laughs> faced Donald Trump buy down. Not free language. Well, I. <laughs> you've listened to the show, right? <laughs> uh, he. He gathered the intestinal fortitude (laughs) enough to face down Donald Trump where he was wrong. He did it a couple different times with a couple different candidates. But in this case, it needed to be done. All these other candidates are acting like weaklings. They're acting like complete pushovers in the face of this rampaging monolith, Donald Trump.
2: Right. So Rand Paul was very much a firecracker during the debate. and Uh, And I like it. Yeah, he was definitely interjecting, you know, when it wasn't his turn, and definitely talking back to other candidates when it wasn't necessarily being right, right. encouraged.
0: Well, it's it's strategy though that that he wanted to. You got to make some some headroom. He he's, right. he's he's floundering in the polls right now. You know, he barely made it in. I mean, he's he was probably well in the mix in the ten, but he's uh he's not doing well. So mm-hmm. he needs to to make some headlines. He needs some sound bites. He needs, you know, shows like ours to play clips like that, so people hear and think, "Oh yeah, you know that uh, that uh, Rand Paul." You <laughs> know,
2: <laughs> that is how it goes. Yeah.
0: Then, well, you know, that really is so. So good for him. That is how it started, and I, we'll move on. We're 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 deep in here, and we really we got a lot to cover. So next up is Ben Carson was asked a question about his many mishaps and his many flounders and flubs and missteps relative to foreign policy and just generally not knowing what's going on
3: gentlemen our first round of questions is on the subject of electability in the general election and we start tonight with you dr carson you are a successful neurosurgeon but you admit that you have had to study up when it comes to foreign policy saying there's a lot to learn Your critics say that your inexperience shows. You suggested that the Baltic states are not a part of NATO, and just months ago you were unfamiliar with the major political parties and government in Israel. And domestically, you thought Alan Greenspan had been Treasury Secretary instead of Federal (laughs) Reserve Chair. Aren't these basic mistakes, and don't they raise legitimate questions about whether you are ready to be president?
6: Well, I could take issue with with all of those things, but we don't have time. But I will say, we have a debate here tonight, and we will have an opportunity to explore those areas. And I'm looking very much forward to demonstrating that in fact, uh, the thing that is probably most important is having a brain and to be able to figure things out and learn things very rapidly. So, you know, experience comes from a large number of different arenas. And America became a great nation early on, not because it was flooded with politicians, but because it was flooded with people who understood the value of personal responsibility, hard work, creativity, innovation, and that's what will get us on the right track now as well.
2: So the most fascinating thing to me about Ben Carson is that he is a neurosurgeon and he talks a lot about having a brain and being yeah. able to learn. And for being a man of science, right, he's a neurosurgeon. He really is missing some important points on science.
0: Right. Well, as you well know, Brittany, a man goes into prison straight. He comes out gay. Therefore, if there's
6: no genetic component to homosexuality. You think being gay is a choice? Absolutely. Why do you say that? Because a lot of people who go into prison, go into prison straight. And when they come out, they're gay.
2: That would be the main <laughs> one that I'm referring to that he has said, but also his views on climate change. But what he answers here, and I also want to note Megan Kelly's question, okay, because this will become relevant as oh, we continue the well, conversation. Not only that. Her question was difficult, was it not?
0: Oh, oh you put him on the spot. Yeah. Yes, it
2: called out his flubs, his many flubs and he was called to the carpet, right? You need to answer for these things that you have said. You know,
0: she said, the question ended with, aren't these le- these mistakes that you've made legitimate questions about your ability to run for president? So it, that was a it's not a softball. She's not lobbing one up for him to hit it out of the park. right. That's a real question. Mm-hmm. His answer, on the other hand, was, well, this is a debate. yeah very good Ben Carson (laughs) yes this is a debate Mm -hmm. (laughs) so already just not getting it done so it moves on and this is where the seething rage and fury started seeping in to the evening for your humble host
3: Mr. Trump one of the things people love about you is you speak your mind and you don't use a politician's filter However, that is not without its downsides, in particular, when it comes to women. You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account... Only
5: Rosie O'Donnell.
3: No, it wasn't. Your Twitter account... Thank you. For the record, it was well beyond Rosie O'Donnell. Yes, I'm sure it was. Your Twitter account has several disparaging comments about women's looks. You once told a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice it would be a pretty picture to see her on her knees. Does that sound to you like the temperament of a man we should elect as president? And how will you answer the charge from Hillary Clinton, who is likely to be the Democratic nominee, that you are part of the war on women?
5: I think the big problem this country has is being politically correct i've been cha- again, this fucking i've been challenged by so many people and i don't frankly have time for total political correctness and to be honest with you this country doesn't have time either this country is in big trouble we don't win anymore we lose to china we lose to mexico both in trade and at the border we lose to everybody and frankly, what I say, and oftentimes it's fun, it's kidding, we have a good time. Who what I say time? is what I say. And honestly, Megan, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I've been very nice to you, although I could probably maybe not be based on the way you have treated me. But I wouldn't do that. But you know what? He threatens you. We, we need strength. We need energy. We need quickness, and we need brain in this country to turn it around. That I can tell you right now.
0: So he doesn't answer the question. And he doesn't get called to the carpet for having not answered the question. Now, I know you've got a shit ton of stuff to say about this, so I want to say one thing, because Brittany is champing at the bit, as it were. One, the crowd really disappoints me that I used to be part, and I think it's a different... T- maybe I'm, I'm f- trying to delude myself, but...
2: <laughs> to make yourself feel better.
0: I don't remember the Republican Party with which I used to be affiliated many, many years ago. But when I was affiliated with the Republican Party, I don't remember it being like this. Mm-hmm. And then his answer is, well, you know, we're too politically correct... If by politically correct, he's talking about just general kindness mm-hmm. and general decency to other human beings, I, I don't know that I identify. Be- I, listen, I know what I believe political correctness to be. We just talked about it this last episode about microaggressions and the offense-free guide. Or, the or,
2: bias-free yeah, language. B-
0: bias-free language. And some of that is legitimate, as we talked about with Chris Hoff. From the radical therapist, and a little plug there. Yeah. Um, some of that I think there is a there is a place for, and some of it is overblown. However, what Donald Trump is talking about when he answers this question of Megyn Kelly, and he says, "Oh, well, political correctness—it's out—it's out of control. It's out of control." He's what Megyn's talking about is just general decency and kindness, human kindness.
2: Right, I didn't know that it was political correctness to not call women fat pigs and dogs.
0: Right, and that they, they look good on their knees.
2: I'm I'm just very confused by that. I mean, he says he doesn't have time for political correctness. Doesn't it take time to call women fat pigs, dogs, and slobs? Well,
0: I would think so, but... Don't be naive. You're a very naive person.
2: <laughs> it seems like it, it doesn't take time to not say those things, right? It takes right. time to say those things. That's
0: exactly right.
2: So you're taking time out of your day to be rude for no reason.
0: Well, nothing he says makes sense. And also, there's, no, there's never a tinge of kindness or even logic, for that matter, in anything that he says.
5: Fears He's a war hero because he was captured. I like people that weren't captured, okay? I hate to
2: tell you. So like you said, one of the most disturbing things about this was the crowd's reaction. So when he said only Rosie O'Donnell and the crowd just boisterous laughter. Right, right. Um, that's really disturbing because here's the thing. Even if you think that's funny, okay, fine. Do we Are we looking for the president of the United States that also doubles as a stand-up comedian? Right. Or is
0: a GOP an official sanctioned party event to to determine who's most qualified to be the candidate to run in the name of the Republican Party? Is, is that the time to be calling Rosie O'Donnell a, 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 an almost decades old feud? A fat pig again and bringing that up? I mean, Megyn Kelly didn't drop the name of the person who was the subject of those, those, those comments. He brought it up again.
2: It's also, it was many different women, like she said. It was. So, like Because I, he's a
0: liar. He right. lies. She says, he goes, only Rosie O'Donnell. She goes, well, no, it was more. He goes, excuse me, excuse me, because that's... You know, apparently that means no. Mm-hmm. Ugh.
2: So, like I said, the crowd's reaction was disturbing. But then I, I started reading comments on articles. Yeah. Which I don't know why I do this to myself. It's
0: the worst.
2: Um, and I started seeing...
0: It's because the internet is, everyone knows, complete nuts. Twitter, they're full of nuts. YouTube, full of nuts.
2: So I started reading these comments and these are just a couple of the comments that I saw. And I, I, I'm going to tell you that this is actually the first link that I went to and I read. And right. these are just the first comments. So it's not like I went digging for these comments. Megan Kelly is a bimbo and got trumped. Megan Kelly belongs on her knees in front of Donald Trump. Megan Kelly should just sit there and look pretty all downhill as soon as she says anything. Uh. Megan Kelly would look fantastic on her knees...
0: Again, Meghan, another one.
2: Megan Kelly should be ashamed. Megan Kelly dressed like a prostitute asks Trump if he disrespects women.
0: Let me address that. One, Megan Kelly is a handsome woman. She's very attractive and she's also wildly intelligent. Mm-hmm. A law degree, if you've seen her interview, she's not a dummy. She's not a bimbo. She's not ditzy. She is large and in charge mm-hmm. in the brain department. Mm-hmm. But what she had on and why would anyone, like, why are we talking about what she had on? We're talking about running for president. It shouldn't come into the, to the, to the discussion, what this woman had on, especially in this context. But since it's out there, let's talk about what she wore. A dress that came below her knees mm-hmm. and above her collarbone. Yes. There was no <laughs> prostitute about it. There was no cleavage. There, it was very professional. I mean, the only thing that would have notched it up would have been like a sport coat over it. <laughs> but goddamn.
2: It's probably hot in there.
0: It, it, it was not inappropriate in the slightest. Not not any. T- Listen, I know Mormons who are uber super conservative relative to dressing And they would have approved of the outfit she wore.
2: So I did have someone say to me, you know, what does a prostitute dress like? (laughs) Um, Just trying to thank you, listener Ben, for that. Just trying to get reference for what that comment actually means. But I think we can just take the colloquial use of the term, which would suggest that he means she was dressing in a provocative way. Right.
0: Poorish. It doesn't necessarily mean, is that not bias free?
2: That was that was definitely not. Um, right. <laughs> so so that's so these these are very disturbing comments. OK, and it's all because Megan Kelly, who is a strong, powerful woman, sat on that stage next to Chris Wallace and Brett Baer, and she held her own. She asked intelligent, tough questions that put some stress on these candidates. Right. And Donald Trump is a child and can't handle it. Now, well, I also I also just want to say something really quick, because um, I wrote a post about this. Um, If you have ever shared that meme that has pictures of, I don't know, 16 blonde women that work at Fox News, you are contributing to the problem with these comments that were being written on these articles. Because when you share that meme, okay, and you talk about how how Fox News only employs blondes.
0: Which isn't true, but.
2: No, it's not why does that even matter right what does that mean yeah it doesn't matter because all those women that are on there have some level of intelligence Well, it
0: would indicate that if you're blonde you're not smart right. and hair color people let's talk about science hair color doesn't have anything to do with how intelligent you are or are not
2: Right, and you know there are some women that are on that meme that I'm not particularly a fan of, but it's not because of their hair color, it's because of the things that they say
0: right it's because of their brain it's R- because right. of their ideas right it's because of their the the the, the ethos with which they 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 tend to broadcast
2: right, but this whole Megan Kelly should just sit there and look pretty as soon as she opens her mouth. It's the same thing, oh, there's so many blondes over there at fox News right doesn't matter
0: well what, what we're going to stop talking about that meme, but uh, the what I hate about that meme is the fact that there's like four or five of them who have left Fox and gone to CNN and other networks. They don't even work there anymore. Right. Alison Camerata, Kieran Chetry. I mean, there's many. I, those are the two that I can think of. And there's more. So. This is a little bit off, not really off topic. This is on topic, but it's not about the debate. This just happened hours ago. On CNN, Trump being interviewed by Don Lemon, who's either on point and awesome, or a fucking idiot. There's, there's no in-between with Don Lemon. Well, tonight was an idiot time. Donald Trump was on with Don Lemon, the two Dons partying it up, and Don Lemon asked specifically about the Megyn Kelly dust-up during the debate.
4: Well let's talk about Megan Kelly because you you brought her up. Um, she did push you, pushed a lot of people, but what is it with you and Megan Kelly?
7: Well, I just don't respect her as a journalist. I have no respect for her. I don't think she's very good. I think she's highly overrated. But when I came out there, you know, what am I doing? I'm not getting paid for this. I go out there and uh, you know, they start saying lift up your arm if you're gonna then I then and you know, I didn't know there'd be twenty four million people I figured, but I knew it was gonna be a big crowd because I get big crowds, I get ratings. They call me the ratings machine. So I have, uh, you know, she she gets out and she starts asking me all sorts of ridiculous questions, and you know, you could see there was blood coming out of her eyes, uh, blood coming out of her wherever. But uh, she was, uh, in my opinion, she was uh, off base. And by the way, not in my opinion, in the opinion of hundreds of thousands of people. On Twitter, because it has been a brutal day, in one way a great day for Fox, and another day in the Twitter sphere, it's been very bad, because she's been very badly criticized. Let's but, take a, let's hey, take a look at it. She's a lightweight, at... I couldn't care less about her. In fact, you're competing against her, and I'm doing your show. That, that's interesting. Well, so
2: <laughs> she had blood coming out of her eyes, or blood coming out of somewhere else. Right. He's talking about her period. Right.
0: She must have been on her period to ask me a question like that what a what a misogynist i mean listen i'm i was so angry about this and then again tonight when i saw this on cnn that i'm 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 lowering myself i'm so angry i can't even formulate like co- coherent decent non name calling arguments he pisses me off it is a disgrace it is an embarrassment to our electoral process to have this fuckhole <laughs> in the race. It,
2: it is. I mean, imagine, you know, we watched this debate from a, a feed that was being shown by Sky News.
0: Some European thing was going on. Yeah.
2: Which means.
0: Because we don't have cable. We turned our cable off.
2: Which means <laughs> that people in other countries were watching this debate.
0: That's right. It was a .dot .eu domain
2: now imagine what these other countries think about this okay yeah, having a, donald trump in the mix here it's a sideshow i mean i'd love to hear from alexander on this did he watch or this yeah
0: or or Nikki?
2: yes yes please tell us if you watch tell us what you think Well, also
0: let me let me make an, an or what
2: the perception is in those other countries let
0: me make an impassioned plea and i think you're hearing <laughs> you're hearing it i don't have to really actively do it this isn't normal. This isn't the way it is. <laughs> We're not happy here. I'm an American who who is who loves his country. You know, I I don't know if you know, but I was a United States Marine.
2: <laughs> Jesse was a Marine everybody. Bonus episode. Yeah, listen,
0: I I love my country I'm I'm not somebody who's ashamed or everybody knows they listen to the show they know how I feel about things. this is fucking embarrassing he is an embarrassment but here's here's the deal I was so angry last night and I'm I'm wondering what Megan Kelly's husband Doug something or other is his name I wonder how much ass he wants to beat right now because if someone said this to someone I loved, the 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 threat that he leveled right after the legitimate question that she asked, and then also this period comment, look, i there would be red. I would be seeing red. and there ugh, seriously, I'm
2: fuck angry, a lot of anger. We will try to work on that, but so here's the thing. <laughs> Um, I saw a, a lot of people saying that Donald Trump was funny and that they liked his Rosie O'Donnell comment.
7: You know, you could see there was blood coming out of her eyes, uh, blood coming out of her wherever. Ugh.
2: But this needs to be the line that he has crossed. Yeah. This is officially crossing the line. Right. Into the arena where, I mean, we need to realize That we can't have this. This is not professional. This is not the way that a a president speaks. There should be a certain level of decorum in the person that holds the office of the presidency.
0: To say that there should be professionalism displayed by the president is a a gross understatement.
2: Right. And what I'm looking forward to, okay, because this just happened, right, Is the reactions from the other candidates. I feel like they need to say something
0: about this. It needed to be said on the stage.
2: That too. But yes,
0: in in the wake of this, somebody needs to come out and say, unacceptable. Right. Come on. Let's get this jackhammer out of here.
2: And then I'm also looking forward to Megyn Kelly's reaction. Because Megyn Kelly, and I know she probably won't address it. She's going
0: to be above the fray.
2: Or she shouldn't address it. I don't know. But... In the past, Megan Kelly has just done so many things that show how strong she is. You know, when people say, "Oh, this candidate shouldn't have spoken to her that way because she's a woman." She will go out of her way to say, "Do I, don't I speak, can it. Right, right? Don't speak on my behalf. Don't tell people how they can treat me. I am I'm treated just as any other journalist. Don't tell someone to go easy on me because I'm a woman." And I'm sure she feels that way now. But at the same time, people should be outraged and making sure that Trump knows this is unacceptable.
0: Let me say this. If this ding-dong, if he gets the nomination, I will not only vote for Hillary Clinton or the <laughs> Democratic nominee,
2: Oh,
0: I will actively campaign for them.
2: Oh,
0: And I really, I mean, I think that's an empty promise or threat because I don't see this human pothole, I don't see him making it that far in getting the nomination but uh he's not getting my vote in fact i will it'll be the antithesis of that we will be this will become the hillary clinton official campaign podcast
2: <laughs> <laughs> you are just changing so fast we can't keep up with i'm just you. pissed
0: off man very pissed off so let's move on before i i have some kind of a an aneurysm inside of my head and not be able to go forward next up is Chris Christie having to defend his record as New Jersey governor.
4: Governor Christie, you're not exactly the darling of conservatives. You tout your record as a Republican governor in a blue state. On Facebook, the most people talking about you, not surprisingly, come from your state of New Jersey, and one of the top issues they are talking about is the economy. This, this may be why. Under your watch, New Jersey has undergone nine credit rating downgrades. The state's 44th in private sector growth. You face an employee pension crisis. And the Garden State has the third highest foreclosure rate in the country. So why should voters believe that your management of the
8: country's finances would be any different? If you think it's bad now, you should have seen it when I got there. Um, (laughs) The fact is... The fact is, in the eight years before I became governor, taxes and fees were raised at the state level 115 times. In the eight years before I became governor, spending was increased 56%. And in the eight years before I became governor, there was zero net private sector job growth in New Jersey. Zero. For eight years. So what did we do? We came in, we balanced an $11 billion deficit on a $29 billion budget by cutting over 800 programs in the state budget. We brought the budget into balance with no tax increases. In fact, we vetoed five income tax increases during my time as governor. We cut business taxes $2.3 billion, and we cut regulation by one-third of what my predecessor put in place. And what's happened since? 192,000 new private sector jobs in the five and a half years I've been governor. We have a lot of work to do in New Jersey, but I am darn proud of how we've brought our state back.
0: Well, lucky we live in the age we do and the technology that's available because (laughs) factcheck.org. They were on the case last night the entire time, and they right away reported that that's not true. Those numbers are false. It's not 192,000 private sector jobs. It's actually 181 private sector 181,000 private sector jobs. And uh New Jersey is number 44 in job creation. Out of 50 states, they're right there with like Mississippi or some, you know, more impoverished state. A st- a, st- a state with industry and really seemingly they should be up there way way higher than that he's failing he's not getting it done as a as a governor
2: yeah but he apparently performed somewhat well because in some polls he is being touted as the winner what no by some people by some people i think a lot of people that because i mean they were asking all these different pundits you know probably hundreds of people gave their opinion on who won. Right. And I think a lot of times it was just about who was your favorite going in. Well,
0: here's the deal. And this is where it gets a little murky because even some of the people I talk to today, vastly different opinions about these different candidates. It doesn't matter what Rachel Maddow thought and who she thought won the debate. It matters who Republicans, who conservatives, who likely Republican voters think won the debate. Mm -hmm. So he didn't do well and even later on there's another clip where he gets into it with Rand paul about security and uh it's it's not good it's not good for him all right moving on scott walker our first mention of scott walker the wildly conservative crazy anti-abortion scott walker was asked about that very topic And I want you to take note of who asked the question and the fact that it's not a softball question. It is a tough question for a candidate to answer.
3: Governor Walker, you've consistently said that you want to make abortion illegal, even in cases of rape, incest, or to save the life of the mother. You recently signed an abortion law in Wisconsin that does have an exception for the mother's life, but you are on record as having objected to it. Would you really let a mother die? Rather than have an abortion and with eighty three percent of the American public in favor of a life exception, are you two out of the mainstream on this issue to win the general election?
9: Well, I'm I'm pro life. I've always been pro life, and I've got a position I think is consistent with many Americans out there in that And that I believe that that is an unborn child that's in need of protection out there. And I've said many a time that that unborn child can be protected, and there are many other alternatives that will also protect the life of that mother. That's been consistently proven. Unlike Hillary Clinton, who has a radical position in terms of support for Planned Parenthood, I defunded Planned Parenthood more than four years ago, long before any of these videos came out. I've got a position that's in line with everyday America.
0: Let me, uh... (laughs) Let me be the first to break it to you, Scotty. You're not in line with the opinions of most of America. And you also didn't answer the goddamn question. The question was, would you really let a mother die rather than let her have an abortion? And he didn't answer. He did not. Because cowardice. That is is why.
2: Well, since he's in the Republican debate and he's trying to appeal to Republicans, why would he fear answering that question?
0: Cowardice because he's going to get hammered in the media and it's not going to go well. Mm -hmm. So he rather than be principled and ideological and earnest and honest and true and have some integrity. He's a coward. He's Wait. he's he's a non-college graduate coward.
2: All right, that's that's a little excessive. You like to really drill that point home. Listen, but he's up there performing just as great, well as anybody.
0: Awesome. I'm sure I could perform pretty well. That doesn't mean I'm qualified to be president. I want my president to have advanced degrees. I, you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, I. I mean, really, I would like my president to have a master's degree or a doctorate in economics or, or geez, history, fuck theater tech, whatever, but not no degree, not an associate's degree. And I'm not denigrating those who don't have college degrees. I'm just saying you're probably not ready to be president of the United States. You know what I mean? I mean, really, I'm not I'm not trying to be hateful. I'm not saying he's he's worthless. I'm saying he's not qualified to be the leader of the free world.
2: Well, he's obviously done pretty well without having a degree. Right. He's gotten here. And maybe that's the essence of the American dream.
0: Yeah. OK, sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I uh, maybe I'm wrong. I, I I very well could be wrong about it. And maybe I'm being a dick. De- In fact, you know what? Let's 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 ask the audience. 657-464-7609 that is where you call each and every episode it doesn't change at all also i doubt it at dollamore.com. that is our electronic mail address you I'll, like that electronic mail i
2: do but i don't want to let this pass with people thinking that like i'm a secret fan of scott walker and i have a cardboard <laughs> cut out of him on I, my ceiling well that's um, that is
0: true but you're not a fan
2: I'm not a fan. <laughs> and I do understand your point in that it's kind of what Pin said, right? You want a president who is better.
0: Better than you. Yeah. You want them
2: to be better. They need to go above their personal quirks and be better for the country because they are the representative of all of the American people. Right. And so you want them to be, you know, as educated as possible, as moral as possible, as intelligent as possible.
0: The best among us. Because they represent everyone. Right. All right. Well, up next is Ohio governor, hometown favorite, because this debate was held in Ohio. And John Kasich. Your boy. Well, you know, I've. Yeah, I'm fond of John Kasich. I don't know. I he, There are a lot of. Here's the here's the other thing. I want to say this in watching the 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 menagerie of comments and and debate that was happening during this debate <laughs> on facebook a lot of people are are just everyone shitting, shitting shitting and every single person and and certainly look i'm guilty of that as well i wouldn't i'm not above the fray but you you're not going to find and then of course it's ironic or it's it's convenient not ironic it's convenient that I'm sitting here saying this right before we talk about the guy that I have the most fondness for in the race. But John Kasich, not everybody is going to be perfect, the perfect candidate. There is no perfect candidate unless you are completely brainwashed, completely Kool-Aid drinking about whatever issue, and you're, you're, you're in that camp. You're gonna believe your guy is your guy, whether it be Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton or Jeb Bush or whomever. No one's gonna be perfect. They're gonna have their their idiosyncrasies. They're gonna have their caveats. They're gonna have their their policy issues. Well, John Kasich, that's I'm just addressing that you say he's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> that you know he's the closest thing in this in this field of Republicans to a guy that i would want to vote for and i'm not saying i'm gonna vote for him i'm not saying i'm supporting him it's just of all the 17 he seems to be closest to my way of thought so far of the 17
3: right governor Kasich. You chose to expand Medicaid in your state, unlike several other governors on this stage tonight. And it is already over budget, by some estimates, costing taxpayers an additional $1.4 billion in just the first 18 months. You've defended your Medicaid expansion by invoking God, saying to skeptics that when they arrive in heaven, St. Peter isn't going to ask them how small they've kept government, (laughs) but what they have done for the poor. Why should Republican voters who generally want to shrink government believe that you won't use your St. Peter rationale to expand every government program?
10: Well, first of all, first of all, Megan, you should know that, uh, that President Reagan expanded Medicaid three or four times. Whoa. Secondly, I had an opportunity to bring resources back to Ohio to do what? To treat the mentally ill. Ten thousand of them sit in our prisons. It costs twenty two thousand five hundred dollars a year To keep them in prison, I'd rather get them their medication so they could lead a decent life. Secondly, we are rehabbing the drug addicted. Eighty percent of the people in our prisons have addiction problems. We now treat them in the prisons, release them in the community, and the recidivism rate is 10 percent. And everybody across this country knows that the tsunami of drugs is, is threatening their very families. So we're treating them and getting them on their feet. And finally, the working poor, instead of them having come into the emergency rooms, where it costs more, where they're sicker and we end up paying. We brought a program in here to uh, make sure that people could get on their feet. And you know what? Everybody has a right to their God given purpose. And finally, our Medicaid is growing at one of the lowest rates in the country. And finally, we went from 8 billion in the whole to 2 billion in the black. We've cut 5 billion in taxes and we've grown 350,000 jobs.
2: Um, Awesome. Yeah, not and, bad, not bad, right? Yeah, a very good answer. Um, You know, showing compassion for the mentally ill, discussing the problem of drug addiction. These are important topics, and you rarely... They're not
0: typically Republican either. Right. You, I, yeah.
2: yeah, you rarely <laughs> hear them discussed in this platform. And then... The statement that he made: "I took the state of Ohio from an eight billion dollar hole to a two billion dollar surplus." That was fact checked by Politifact as mostly true.
0: Mostly, tr- well, that's you know, right. I say mostly true and true are
2: you know eh, good to go. Pretty pretty good to go. Yes. Yeah,
0: Th- that's their scale. It's it's fuck you, crazy false, <laughs> mostly false, and what's the middle one? Do you know false? F- oh no 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 false.
2: No mostly
0: false. No. Nope. Oh, Pants, pants on, on fire. fire. Yeah, that's right.
2: Mostly false, <laughs> false. Uh, half true, mostly true. Well, no,
0: it would be true. Pants on Fire, false, mostly false.
2: So half true is right in the middle.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's right. Pants on Fire, false, mostly false, half true, mostly true, true. Yes. So if you're on that other side, that right side, because it goes from left to right... Not political, but the, the direction of the arrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're good to go. And and I think it's great. And like I said, I'm not advocating for him. I'm not endorsing him. I'm not uh, you know, S and his D. It just um uh, I also like his invocation of the religion thing. I as much as it's really not a place for it, he's appealing to Republican voters and Christians and evangelicals. And when he says Listen, when you get to heaven, you're so faithful and you're going to get to heaven, you really believe in this imaginary, mythical place. When you get there, do you think St. Peter, which, you know, traditionally, that's who you meet when you get there, they say. When you get there, do you think Peter's going to ask you about how small you kept government? It's an awesome, thought-provoking idea.
2: It's also rare to hear that kind of logic used where religion is in the conversation on a Republican platform. Yes.
0: Well, because he's, he's using the, a completely different tact. It's not, here's my gun, here's my Bible, America! You know, it's, he's not acting crazy.
2: It's also, turn the other cheek, Jesus. Right, right. Not
0: it's really the more rational Jesus, the, the more historic Jesus...
2: So it's the turn the other cheek Jesus rather than the eye for an eye Jesus, right. which you you usually right. hear the you usually hear the eye for an eye right. aspect well, of religion in these situations,
0: which is awesome. And, you know, we don't really need to do this now, but there was no eye for an eye Jesus. That's that's the 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 weird thing about the Republican Party being so hawkish relative to defense and due to the, the, and the military and th- those type of issues. That's not a Jesus kind of thing. Jesus was a, eh, yeah, you know, if they, they, they crucify me, they're going to crucify me. He's putting guys' ears back on when they get sliced off by a sword. He's, you know, he's turned the other cheek Jesus, like you said.
2: Well, I think I'm putting eye for an eye Jesus on there. I don't, think. No, 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 I don't no, know no, if they no, say no, that Jesus. No, you're,
0: you're right. It, that is the kind of Jesus they believe in. Right. This death penalty Kind of Jesus, right? Jesus wasn't a death penalty guy, other than having the death penalty inflicted upon him, <laughs>
2: right? He's he's not rearing to go with the death.
0: Yeah, he's not a big death penalty, you know, eye for an eye guy. Anyway, so next up is the aforementioned. We just briefly mentioned it the the dust up between Rand Paul and Chris Christie over. Uh, the NSA and terrorism and and no warrants, you know, the kind of the, 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 the Edward Snowden uh the effects that took place relative to to the the deluge of information that he released and this is how it went down and this is also why I think that Chris Christie I think it's crazy to assert that he won this debate.
3: Yeah we're gonna switch topics now and talk a bit about terror and national security. Governor Christie, you've said that Senator Paul's opposition to the NSA's collection of phone records has made the United States weaker and more vulnerable. Even going so far as to say that he should be called before Congress to answer for it if we should be hit by another terrorist attack. Do you really believe you can assign blame to Senator Paul just for opposing the bulk collection of people's phone records in the event of a terrorist attack?
8: Yes, I do. Uh, And I'll tell you why. Because I'm the only person on this stage who's actually filed applications under the Patriot Act, who have gone before the Federal, uh, the, the Foreign Intelligence Service Court, who has prosecuted and investigated and jailed terrorists in this country after September 11th. I was appointed U.S. attorney by President Bush on September 10th, 2001. Mostly false. And the world changed enormously the next day. And it happened in my state. This is not theoretical to me. I went to the funerals. We lost friends of ours in the Trade Center that day. My own wife was two blocks from the Trade Center that day at her office, having gone through it that morning. When you actually have to be responsible for doing this, you can do it, and we did it for seven years in my office, respecting civil liberties and protecting the homeland. And I will make no apologies ever for protecting the lives and the safety of the American people. We have to give more tools to our folks to be able to do that, not fewer, and then trust those people and oversee them to do it the right way as president, that is exactly what I'll do.
1: Megan, may, may I respond? Go ahead, sir. I want to collect more records from terrorists, but less records from innocent Americans. The Fourth Amendment was what we fought the revolution over. John Adams said it was the spark that led to our war for independence and I'm proud of standing for the Bill of Rights and I will continue to stand for the Bill of Rights. Mostly and,
2: true.
8: Megan. Megan, wow. that's a that you know, that's a completely ridiculous answer. I want to collect more records from terrorists, but less records from other people. How are you supposed to know, Megan? Use the Fourth What are you supposed amendment. to? How are you supposed wow. to? So no, I'll amendment. tell you how you look, get a warrant. Let me tell you something. You get go. A judge when to
3: sign a warrant. you, uh, you know, Senator. Wait, Governor Christie, make your point.
8: Listen, Senator. You know, when you're sitting in a subcommittee, just blowing hot air about this, you can say things like that. When you're responsible for protecting the lives of the American people, then what you need to do is Here's to make sure is to make sure that Here's you use the, problem, the system Governor. the way it's supposed. Here's the
1: problem, that's Governor. You fundamentally un- misunderstand the Bill of Rights. Every time you did a case, you got a warrant from a judge. I'm talking and about searches without warrants, there is indiscriminately no. of all Americans' records, and that's what I fought to end. I don't trust President Obama with our records. I know you gave him a big hug, and if you want to give him a big hug again, go right in <laughs> and, go ahead,
8: go ahead. And you know. You know, Senator Paul, Senator Paul, you know, the hugs that I remember are the hugs that I gave to the families who lost their people on September 11th. Those are the hugs I remember. And those had nothing to do. And those had nothing to do with politics, unlike what you're doing by cutting speeches on the floor of the Senate, then putting them on the Internet within a half an hour to raise money for your campaign. Right. And while still putting our country at risk, we have plenty more we want to get to.
0: There is a lot there to talk about. Ah, damn.
2: No, I, there's nothing I there. love
0: the theater of this. And I, I talked to Brett number one today, and he was not a fan explicitly of that moment where he said, if you want to go hug Obama, because for our listeners who don't know, because we didn't cover this, and for our international listeners who might not know, during Hurricane Sandy, what has commonly been referred to as Superstorm Sandy, God damn, um... <laughs> It was, you know, it was it was mass destruction. It was a a major issue, Mm -hmm. uh, a natural disaster of historic proportions. And Obama came around and made the rounds, and he met with Governor Christie at one of the disaster sites. Yes. And when he got off the plane, they embraced, they hugged.
2: Yes. Which I don't think is a bad thing. I don't had a passionate embrace.
0: (laughs) I don't. You listen. It was it was a a hug of gratitude. Thank you for coming. Listen, this is a it was like a war zone. It was crazy. Right. So I don't I don't I don't fault Chris Christie for hugging the president of the United States for taking time. I don't.
2: It's not like they were buddies or something. Yeah, for
0: sure. However, in the course of this Republican debate, it, this is like theater. It's not the general election debate between the Republican and the Democrat. This is you know, it's more theater. It is more theatrics and What he's what he's doing by saying you want to go huggle, but he's just bringing that back into the to the to the purview uh, and the in the memories of the voters. But here's the deal. And let's get into the sum and substance of this. Well, first of all, Brittany was calling out mostly false, mostly true, most whatever. And just let's get the record straight. Let's let's keep the count. Let's keep the scorecard correct. You called out mostly false only for Governor Christie Mm -hmm. and mostly true according to factcheck.org for Rand Paul neither of which I'm a fan and I don't like either one of these guys. So it's not like my bias is hanging out.
2: Right. So for Chris Christie, a report published in the New York times on December 8th, 2001 said that on the day before nearly four months after the terrorist attacks, president George W. Bush announced that he would nominate Christie as the next U S attorney for New Jersey. The article notes, however, that the nomination had been quote expected for months. So others have pointed to a White House press release dated December 7th, 2001, saying the president, quote, intends to nominate Christie as the next U.S. attorney for New Jersey. This doesn't appear to jibe with Christie's claim that he was appointed on September 10th, 2001. Yeah. And they contacted Christie's campaign and a spokeswoman for Christie, Samantha Smith, said that. Chris Christie received a phone call on September 10th, 2001 from the attorney general, John Ashcroft, that set in motion a months long hiring process. So you he's should, claiming he got the phone call. You should
0: have said dick attorney general, John Ashcroft.
2: You know, I don't know much about him, so I can't make that judgment.
0: I know him from my time in the Senate. And that man is an arrogant prick.
2: Jesse was a Senate person, everybody. <laughs>
0: we're not gonna start doing that that's that's not gonna be a thing we do (laughs) yeah not a fan of john ashcroft former senator from missouri also former attorney general of these united states so so go ahead and read the mostly true for the Rand paul thing
2: right so that was regarding his statement the fourth amendment was what we fought the revolution over john adams said it was the spark that led to our war for independence and Fact check gives this a mostly true because that was one of the causes, but not the only one. Right. So just as a reminder, the Fourth Amendment reads the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue. But upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. From looking at the documents and checking with experts, it appears that Paul is basically correct in saying that Adams felt this way, though the second president never actually used the word spark himself.
0: Right. And also, John Adams wasn't exactly a constitutional adherent with the Sedition Act of 1798. He, you know... John Adams has his problems, but that's neither here nor there. Rand Paul, in this case, I believe is right. And ideologically, I definitely believe he is right. Here's what happens in American politics, especially with Northeastern politicians. It's an odd thing. Rudy Giuliani did the same goddamn thing. It's my wife was two blocks away. This is Chris Christie. My wife was two blocks away from the uh, uh, the 9-11. Look, 9-11 is a terrible moment in our history. And I lived in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area over 9-11. And I was very close to when it happened. And that's the first time in 145-plus episodes that I've mentioned that because it doesn't add to the legitimacy of my experience relative to 9-11. Just because his wife was two blocks away from the World Trade Center and the, the disaster and the attack doesn't mean he has a more, a more legitimate claim to know about 9/11 or security, or how to secure Americans, or how to balance liberty against giving up our Bill of rights and our constitutional rights, our unalienable rights under the Constitution. Which are not granted by the government; they are protected by the government. They are natural rights. You are born with these rights. And our it, our founders would say that they are they are God given. In the Declaration of Independence, it says that. But it's these are natural rights.
2: It's really powerful when you talk about it, and not just you, just when anyone talks about it, because I think a lot of the time we you know we're just living our lives and we don't really think about these things after elementary school history or whatever
0: well yeah unfortunately that's the case yeah
2: but we do live in a very unique country yeah and i mean everything you were just saying it's it's very unique it's powerful and rand paul is someone who is very passionate about these aspects of our country
0: thankfully we have a few people like that in the capital And look, for all his faults, this is something that he gets right. He gets this right. That we want to collect terrorist information, terrorist intelligence. I don't want regular, everyday Americans, including myself. You don't need my information. You don't need who I'm calling. You don't need my metadata. You don't need that. It's not your constitutional right as a government, It's not in your purview to have that information unless I give it to you, because I have certain unalienable rights under the Constitution of the United States, which is an important, it's the most important thing relative to our government and our way of life as Americans. And for Chris Christie to say, well, that's a ridiculous thing to say, (laughs) that, that, how do you do that? How, how do you only take terrorists and not take Americans? You know what? Fucking figure it out. That's your job. You want to be president of the United States? Then why don't you affirm that you're going to stand up for the, the document, our founding document, that is the basis for our laws and our freedoms, and our rights.
2: So I think that, you know, in terms of who won that exchange, it depends on who you ask. And it also depends on the person that you're asking's priorities, right? Yeah. yeah. Because Chris Christie was appealing to the emotionality of that conversation. Sure, sure. The, well, you know, 9 11 happened and we need to protect the American citizens and we're always at risk. And he's appealing to those people. Right. And then Rand Paul is appealing to people like you.
0: Well, he- here's the thing it- this is where I have a problem with the Chris Christie position it's that listen we have the technology to zoom in on a license plate from a 300 400 500 miles above the earth in a satellite we have the technology you know it's steve austin you know we'll rebuild him goddamn we'll get it done we'll figure it out that is the beauty and the wonder of our intelligence infrastructure we do have the ability to do it just have them do it give them the money to do it because it's more important to protect the liberty of americans than it is to get a couple cell phone numbers from terrorists i'm sorry but it is and in our final clip before we go to the closing statements donald trump was asked about his flip-flopping history relative to his opinions on health care
4: A series of questions deals with Obamacare and the role of the federal government. Mr. Trump, Obamacare is one of the things you call a disaster.
5: Complete disaster, yes.
4: Saying it needs to be repealed and replaced. Correct. Now, 15 years ago, you called yourself a liberal on health care. You were for a (laughs) single payer system, a Canadian style system. Why were you for that then? And why aren't you for it now?
5: Uh, First of all, I'd like to just go back to one. In July of 2004, I came out strongly against the war with Iraq because it was going to destabilize the Middle East. And I'm the only one on the stage that knew that and had the vision to say it. And that's exactly what happened. The Middle East became totally destabilized. So I just want to say as far as single payer, it works in Canada. It works incredibly well in Scotland. It could have worked. In a different age, which is the age you're talking about here, what I'd like to see is a pride.
0: I'm going to pause it there. In <laughs> a different age, a different age, Brittany. Listen, the age we were just talking about, relative to 1798 and the Sedition Act with John Adams, that was a different age. That's when they used muskets for weapons. That that was a different age. Fifteen years ago. <laughs> was not a different age. I still had a cell phone 15 years ago. The internet was widely used 15 years ago. Yeah, you know People still drive the cars that are 15 years old.
2: Donald Trump was 54 15 years ago. <laughs> so I'll just throw that out there.
0: Yeah, he was almost 60 years old 15 years ago. It wasn't a different age system
5: without the artificial lines around every state I have a big company with thousands and thousands of employees and if I'm negotiating in New York or in New Jersey or in California I have like one bidder nobody can bid you know why because the insurance companies are making a fortune because they have control of the politicians of course with the exception of the politicians of this stage but they have total control of the politicians, they're making a fortune. Get rid of the artificial lines and you will have yourself great plans. And then we have to take care of the people that can't take care of themselves. And I will do that through a different system.
4: Hey, Brett, Mr. Trump, Brett, hold I on one it, second. I got a newsflash. I know, hold on,
5: Senator uh, Paul.
1: Newsflash, news the Republican Party's been fighting against a single-payer okay. system for a decade. See, so I think you're on the wrong side of this if you're still arguing for a single-payer I'm not, system. I'm not, I don't think you heard me. You're having a hard time tonight. All right, let- Mr. Trump.
2: By the way, uh Rand Paul has hearing aids.
0: Oh, wow. Really?
2: So, Donald Trump when he said that was likely referring to that. Yeah. Just FYI.
0: Well, because he talks about fat pigs and period blood, he's a worthless ch- Should I should I do it? No. Donald Trump. No. Is a cunt.
2: Oh, okay. It happened.
8: The views and opinions expressed by Jesse Dollarmore are solely those of Jesse Dollarmore and do not reflect the views and opinions of Brittany Page, who is a far superior person and much more measured and reasonable in her views and analysis.
2: Okay. I have another request of Kathy. <laughs>
8: Do you do you want her to
0: read the the disclaimer?
2: I just feel like it would be extremely enjoyable for everybody if Kathy would also record that. You mean
0: more than 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 Haas from Franks and Deans in Las Vegas, Nevada?
2: No, we can we can alternate, but I'm just saying that everybody would enjoy that, I think.
0: Well then what we need to do is probably Skype with Kathy. So she's not standing lonely in a bathroom recording into her phone like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's continue with Donald Trump and Rand Paul.
4: It's not just your past support for single payer health care. You've also supported a host of other liberal policies. You've also donated to several Democratic candidates, Hillary Clinton included, Nancy Pelosi. You explained away those donations, saying you did that to get business-related favorites. And you said recently, quote, when you give, they do whatever the hell you want them to do. You better believe it. So what specifically did they do? If I ask them, if I need them, you know, most
5: of the people on this stage I've given to, just so you understand. A lot of money.
4: Not me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Not me. laughs> but you're welcome to give me a check,
5: Donald.
10: It's many of Actually, them. to be clear, it's right. supported not, Charlie
1: Crist. Not Mike. Hey, Charlie but end,
10: I, end, I hey, have... Donald, if you interest the campaign, good. I hope you will give to me. Good. Oh, Sounds John good. Kasich.
5: Sounds good to me, Governor. <laughs> I will tell you that our system is broken. I give to many people before this before two months ago, I was a businessman. I give to everybody when they call, I give, and you know what? When I need something from them two years later, three years later, I call them. They are there for me. so what that's get? a broken system. so what'd you get from Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi? Well, I'll tell you what with Hillary Clinton. I said, Be at my wedding,
0: and she came to my wedding. You know why <laughs> she had-
3: oh my so, God
0: so. Is Donald Trump admitting that he had to fucking pay people to come to his wedding?
2: Yeah. He that's, has to pay Hillary for her friendship.
0: That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> I, I gave her thousands of dollars. And when I said, I want you to come to my wedding, she came to my wedding because I paid her to come to my wedding. <laughs> oh, my God. Should I, I think I might have to say it again.
2: No. <laughs> okay. are we Are we done with this? No. Donald Trump? Oh, no,
0: no. Oh. There's
2: more. Okay. I
5: had no choice because I gave. I gave to a foundation that, frankly, that foundation is supposed to do good. I didn't know her money would be used on private jets going all over the world. It was. But.
9: Thank Mr. Trump, thank you. Uh, we're going to move on. We'll come back to you, Governor Walker. Just one second on this, though. We, we spend a lot of time talking about Scott Hillary Walker. Clinton and, and pitting Scott us back Walker. and forth. Let's be clear. We should be talking about Hillary Clinton on that last subject, because everywhere in the world that Hillary Clinton touched is more messed up today we, than before she and the We have many no questions to come.
0: Anyway... See, maybe if he had a college degree, he'd be able to delineate when is an appropriate time to get your little buzzword in, your little your little soundbite.
2: Right. It didn't even sound placed correctly. Yeah, so. I mean,
0: Rand Paul, he's he's got it. He's 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 on point with his interjections.
2: Yes, I agree. <laughs> so I do want to talk about, and this is something we don't have a clip of. Um, John Kasich was asked about the gay marriage issue.
0: Yes, and which he's wrong on.
2: Yes, but he's not for the constitutional amendment. He is not. So he I believe Megan Kelly asked the question and I think it was a hypothetical because I'm not sure if he has a daughter that's gay. So I think no, it was No, he
0: does not. They're too young. I mean they're uh, they're very young. So he probably doesn't maybe so, but you know, they're they're young enough to, to not be into boys or girls.
2: So it was a hypothetical question then I'm assuming yes. of what if your child was gay. That's right. And he answered the question and said, you know, basically being gay is wrong, but he would love his child no matter what. And that answer got applause from the audience. Yeah. Which is progress from what happened during the last election cycle.
0: Unbelievable progress.
2: When a gay soldier sent in a video and the question was directed toward Rick Santorum and Megan Kelly actually was asking this question. Well, directed it to the soldier to ask. And the soldier said that he was a gay male and that he had to hide who he was. And if any of the candidates became president, would they be okay with that happening? Essentially. Yeah. And as soon as the question from the soldier was taken away, the audience booed
0: booed the soldier booed the soldier yeah booed the brave hero i'm saying that in quotes because not every goddamn soldier is a hero
2: well according to the right
0: right according to the 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 the, the republican right you put on a uniform and uh you're you're a hero i we've talked about this before about my i have a little issue with that however you know this party of patriots of freedom, loving patriots, why would they boo a soldier? Oh, he's gay. He must be of the devil,
2: right. And so we've made some progress where I mean, this audience was also laughing at inappropriate times, but sure. during this particular time, they did applaud that John Kasich said, you know, he would love and support his child, no matter what,
0: no matter what. That's right. And yeah, it's awesome. that's
2: that's a good answer. well, even, it's not perfect, even,
0: but... Well, one, he's on his home turf, and so it is Ohio, but it's it's important for the fact that that's how much progress we've made in this country in the last four years. That in one audience, they boo someone who's actively serving their country in a military capacity, and four years later, or because he's gay, and then four years later, he just mentions, yeah, I'd love my kids if they're gay. I, I love... I love my kids that who cares? I want to unconditionally love my children and the audience applause that are applauded. That's it's beautiful. Uh, remarkable. Very fast progress.
2: So can I give this quick breaking news update?
0: Oh, yeah, we got a we got a, a computer driven breaking news.
2: So Donald Trump has officially been banned from one of the biggest gatherings of conservative activists after implying he received hostile questioning during the first GOP presidential debate because the moderator was menstruating. Trump was uninvited from the red state gathering late Friday after saying that Megyn Kelly had blood coming from somewhere else.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. That is, that's awesome news. Well, one, I think that the, the, the Republican establishment, the leadership, the actual brains behind the operation, tongue in cheek saying that, I, I believe they don't want this guy because he is embarrassing. He's a laughing stock. He's a freak. He's
8: a cunt.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs>
8: Views and opinions expressed by Jesse Dollarmore are solely those of Jesse Dollarmore and do not reflect the views and opinions of Britney Page, who is a far superior person and much more measured and reasonable in her views and analysis.
0: Haas is getting a workout today.
2: So, Eric Erickson, not the psychology.
0: Oh, is there a psychology, Eric Erickson? Yes. Thank you for letting us know because no one knew that.
2: Eric Erickson, the organizer of the event and a major conservative activist, tweeted late Friday night, "Quote: I have rescinded my invitation to Mr. Trump. While I have tried to give him great latitude, his remark about making Kelly was a bridge too far."
0: It's great, you know. Five thirty-eight actually published an article today. Because Donald Trump has been out kind of railing against Fox like he's going to win that fucking battle. Like he's so powerful that he's going to change the hearts and minds of these Fox News automatons. Uh, it's not going to happen. Um, what exactly did they say over there at 5:38?
5: Try getting it out. Go ahead.
2: So Nate Silver wor- wrote this article and he says, so a Republican complaining about unfair coverage from Fox is like a Democrat complaining she's been thrown under the bus by MSNBC <laughs> or at least anyone at MSNBC other than Joe Scarborough.
0: Right, right. Regardless, For- former Republican congressman from Florida, Joe Scarborough and current MSNBC morning host,
2: regardless of the merits of the case, the plea is likely to fall on deaf ears, but that didn't stop Trump from attacking Fox after last night's debate. Obviously, Trump went on a rampage against Megyn Kelly, but he didn't stop there. He also went up against Frank Luntz, who was leading a focus group during the entire debate, which is where they have, you know, a small group of people who have little devices that are indicating how they feel about things as they hear the people speaking. So it's
0: data. It's not Frank Luntz's opinion. It's what were the results from his focus group, from these real Americans,
2: I personally thought Kelly and her co-moderators did an excellent job with the debate. They were tough on Trump, but they were tough on many of the candidates. And candidates like Trump, who are polling as frontrunners, often receive somewhat more scrutiny. So, Nate Silver says, let me put this very carefully. It might not be paranoid of Cohen to worry that there are powerful forces out to get his boss. Consider the case that Nate Silver made yesterday for why Trump's candidacy is eventually doomed. Most importantly, the Republican Party is vehemently opposed to his nomination. A wee bit of a problem for Trump, since it's the Republican Party's nomination to bestow. Yes, there are rules that govern the nomination process, but it's the Republican Party that establishes the rules, interprets the rules, and if it absolutely had to, could change the rules. Right. In the unlikely event that Trump survived the campaign long enough to have a mathematical chance at the nomination, influential members of the republican party would be expected to coordinate some might even say conspire to deny him
0: ugh he just he's he's sickening he's an embarrassment and he's sickening he's a loser he's a slob He's an orange-faced goon.
2: So, Nate Silver says, as a Republican candidate for president, you'd much rather have Fox News on your side than not. The 16% of Republicans who distrust the network might be really, really into you, but they aren't going to be the basis for a winning campaign.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. So, he's, he's, uh, he's choosing the wrong side. All right. So, we're going to wrap it up here. It's kind of an abrupt segue, but we're going to wrap it up with the GOP debate... Closing statements from each candidate. So all of the candidates that you didn't necessarily get to hear from tonight, Huckabee, Rubio, uh, and the others.
2: Ben Carson. Ben No, we heard no, from we, him. Had,
0: we had Ben Carson.
2: Uh Ted Cruz?
0: Ted yeah, uh, Ted, Ted Ted Cruz, uh, Ted Cruz, the Sargento Cheese Guy. Huckab- Huckabee?
2: You already said that.
0: Okay. Well, I'm dumb. Well, anyway, all the ones you didn't get to hear from, you're going to hear in 30 second sound bites right now because that's how much time they gave them to give their closing statements.
4: We'll make a closing statement. You'll all have 30 seconds to make a closing statement for this debate. We'll start with Ohio Governor John Kasich.
10: What? You know, tonight we hear about what people want to do. I want to tell you what I've done. I was a member of the Armed Services Committee for 18 years. I spent uh, a big chunk of my life studying uh, national security issues and our role in the world. Number two, I was the chairman of the House Budget Committee and one of the chief architects the last time we balanced the budget. And it was the first time we'd done it since man walked on the moon. We had a $5 trillion surplus and we cut taxes. I spent 10 years in the private sector actually learning how business works. And now I'm the governor of Ohio, and I inherited a state that was on the brink of uh, of dying. And we've turned it all around with jobs and balanced budgets and rising credit and tax cuts. And the state is unified, and people have hope again in Ohio.
0: So, uh, listen, it might be my bias hanging out, like I said earlier, but uh, and it's hanging out, Brittany. Mm-hmm. My bias is hanging out.
2: Yeah, a lot.
0: Um I think John Kasich, maybe not the winner of this debate because he didn't have the most time, but uh, he might be the strongest candidate relative to views and relative to electability in a general election. Moving on.
3: Governor Christie.
8: Well. Well. Thank you, Megan. Listen, I was born into a middle-class family in New Jersey. My dad came home from serving in the Army after having lost his father, worked in the Briars ice cream plant in Newark, New Jersey, was the first person to graduate from college, put himself through college at night. My mom was a secretary. I was appointed United States attorney on September 10th, nope. 2001. Nope. and spent the next seven years of my career fighting terrorism and putting terrorists in jail. I'm a conservative pro-life governor in a state where it's really tough to be both, in a state like New Jersey with lots of Democrats, but still we cut taxes, we balanced budgets, we fought the teachers union. This president has had weak leadership, which has led to bad choices. We got to stop worrying about being loved and start worrying about being respected. And that's exactly how I'll lead our country.
1: Senator Paul, closing statement. I'm a different kind of Republican. I've introduced a five-year balanced budget. I've introduced the largest tax cut in our history. I stood for ten and a half hours on the Senate floor to defend your your right to be left alone. But I've also gone to Chicago, I've gone to Detroit, I've been to Ferguson, I've been to Baltimore, because I want our party to be bigger, better, and bolder, and I'm the only one that leads Hillary Clinton in five states that were won by President Obama. I'm a different kind of Republican. I like that he
0: says that he's gone to Baltimore and Ferguson and those different cities, but he doesn't, and I realize he only has 30 seconds, but he needed to, why did you go there? Those are obviously heated civil rights type of cities right now, Mm -hmm. but why? I mean, he could have afforded, he was afforded, you know, 10, 15 more words. He could have said something. Right. And... I think it's a great line that I'm a different kind of Republican, even though he's just more far right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. He's not that much more different.
4: Senator Marco Rubio. Thank you. You know, both of my parents were born into poor families on the island of Cuba. They came to America because it was the only place where people like them could have a chance. Here in this country, they never made it big, but the very purpose of their life was to give us the chance to do all the things they never could. My father was a bartender. And the journey from the back of that bar to this stage tonight, to me, that's the essence of the American dream. It's what makes our nation different. And I'm running for president because I want that to still be possible for the people trying to do that now. I run for president because I believe that we can't just save the American dream. We can expand it to reach more people and change more lives than ever before. And that's why I'm asking for your vote. So we can make America greater than it's ever been and make of this century a new American century. Thank you, sir.
2: I would give such a great speech if it was based on, you know, what my parents did compared to what I did.
0: Well, it's every even Hillary Clinton's doing that. My Mm -hmm. mom was a maid and 14 and everybody does that. I think it's eh, it's manipulative, but fuck, it's it's an election. That's what you do. Um, I
2: don't think it's manipulative.
0: Here's the other thing about this. And it's a bummer we didn't get to any Rubio clips because nothing really remarkable happened in his answers. But he came across pretty solid. He didn't he didn't fuck up. He wasn't tripping around. He uh, for me it would be Kasich Rubio as far as who you're gonna choose to to be a Republican nominee. Mm-hmm. If I was choosing if, if it was left up to Jesse Dolymore <laughs> to choose the Republican nominee, it would be, you know, like one of those type of guys.
3: Senator Ted Cruz. If I'm
10: elected president, let me tell you about my first day in office. Mm -hmm. The first thing I intend to do Mm -hmm. is to rescind every illegal and unconstitutional executive action taken by Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. The next thing I intend to do is instruct the Department of Justice to open an investigation into these videos and to prosecute Planned Parenthood for any criminal violations.
0: Opportunist.
10: The next thing I intend to do is instruct the Department of Justice and the IRS to start persecuting religious liberty i then intend to cancel the iran deal and finally move the u.s. embassy in israel to jerusalem i will keep my word my father fled cuba and i will fight to defend liberty because my family knows what it's like to lose it
0: before we get to dr carson what the hell does he mean by persecuting religious liberty (laughs) he's gonna tell the irs to start persecuting religious liberty it just, he he didn't get it right. He's misspoke.
2: Well, he's also, I mean, for anyone that isn't the religious right, Ted Cruz is not a favorite.
0: No, no. He's, he's, uh, he's fringe, and I think that's putting it mildly. So moving on to nutter butter neurosurgeon, Dr. Ben
10: Carson.
6: Well, I haven't said anything about me being the only one to do anything, so let me try that. I'm the only one to separate (laughs) Siamese twins. Uh, The only only one to operate on babies while they were still in the mother's womb. The only one to take out half of a brain, although you would think if you go to Washington that someone had beat me to it. But... (laughs) He looks real
0: proud of himself when he says it too. But, I,
6: but I'm very hopeful that I'm not the only one who's willing to pick up the baton of freedom, because freedom is not free, and we must fight for it every day. Every one of us must fight for it because we're fighting for our children and the next generation.
2: Wow, you were really loving that speech, huh? Uh, it was some funny stuff.
0: He's uh, the I, you know, the first one to separate, or I, the only one on the stage to separate Siamese twins. Yeah. To remove half a brain to operate on a baby in the womb. That's funny. It's funny. I mean, it's serious that he was able to do that because he is a remarkable medical talent. But uh, I thought thought he thought it was pretty. He was very.
2: He thought it was real funny.
0: You could tell what a nerd turd he is, too, because he was so like looking around like when someone makes a joke in class in elementary school. Like, huh? yeah, it was funny, huh? He was very awkward.
2: Or like how you do to me.
4: Governor
0: Mike Huckabee, closing statement.
5: Huckabee. It seems like this election has been a whole lot about a person who's very high in the polls,
7: but doesn't have a clue about how to govern. A person who has been filled with scandals and who could not lead. And of course, I'm talking about Hillary Clinton.
10: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Huckabee,
0: you funny crap. You funny rascal, you.
5: is in trouble, but it's not beyond repair, but it's going to take leadership who sees the greatness of this country and who believes that once again, we can be one nation under God. I'll be my best to do that. And thank you for your support.
0: He, that's where Huckabee shines is in moments like that, where he is funny. He's a funny guy. He's just, uh, He's turned this particular campaign, because I don't remember it being this way last time, into the God campaign.
9: Governor Scott Walker. Thanks. I'm a guy with a wife and two kids. And no degree. One article (laughs) called me aggressively normal. I ran for governor because I was worried about my kid's future. Then I took on the big government union bosses, and we won. They tried to recall me, and we won. They target us again, and we won. We balanced the budget, cut taxes, and turned our state around with big, bold reforms. It wasn't too late for Wisconsin, and it's not too late for America. That's why I ask for your vote. (laughs) Governor Bush, closing statement, sir. Here's what I believe. I believe we're at the
10: verge of the greatest time to be alive in this world. But Washington is holding us back. How we tax, how we regulate, We're not embracing the energy revolution in our midst, a broken immigration system that has been politicized rather than turning it into an economic driver. We're not protecting and preserving our entitlement system or reforming for the next generation. All these things languish while we have politicians in Washington using these as wedge issues. Here's my commitment to you, because I did it as Florida. We can fix these things. We can grow economically and restore America's leadership in the world so that everybody has a chance to rise up. I humbly ask for your vote whenever you're going to get to vote, whenever the primary is. Thank you all very much.
4: (laughs) Mr. Trump, closing statement, sir.
5: Our country is in serious trouble. We don't win anymore. We don't beat China in trade. We don't beat Japan with their millions and millions of cars coming into this country in trade. We can't beat Mexico at the border or in trade. We can't do anything right. Our military has to be strengthened. Our vets have to be taken care of. We have to end Obamacare, and we have to make our country great again, and I will do that. Thank you.
4: Thank you. Gentlemen, thank you.
2: Yeah, he's going to make it great again by talking about women's periods.
0: Yeah, the, the only reason that she asked me a tough question is because she must be menstruating. What? A jerk. <laughs> not a... Thank you. Not a, not a other guy.
2: Yes, thank but, you.
0: So so that wrapped it up. I mean, it, uh, it was a freak show, as I expected it to be, with the likes of Donald Trump. But uh, I don't know if any minds were changed. It's obvious that the certain candidates we didn't really cover because really nothing remarkable happened with them. Even Jeb Bush. We didn't have a Jeb Bush clip until the very end. Because really nothing, he didn't really make a mark in this debate. So we certainly were not preferential toward the frontrunners.
2: Right. And it's interesting in terms of um, how the candidates were able to get the most attention based on their lack of receiving questions. Right. So we focused a lot on Christie. He was only asked four questions. We focused a lot on Rand Paul. He was asked only five now, compare that with Jeb Bush that got eight questions. Right, right. Scott Walker, they got seven questions. Ben Carson, Kasich, Rubio, and Trump each got six. And Cruz, Huckabee, and Paul got five.
0: But they, they made something out of the questions that were asked of them, you know?
2: Right. Or, like... Chris Christie and Rand Paul kind of had a little tiff right. that got them more time and more attention. Well,
0: and also it 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 raised my ire. It 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 made me more interested in talking about it because it was it was it, re, it something that re, was remarkable that happened.
2: Right, and it's interesting because Rand Paul kept interrupting, right, jumping in and getting right. his word in. Yeah. he had the least amount of talk time at four minutes fifty one seconds. Yeah. And Donald Trump obviously had the most with 10 minutes and 30 seconds. Wow. Jeb Bush, 8 minutes, 33 seconds. Mike Huckabee, 6.32. Ben Carson, 6.28. Ted Cruz, 6.28. You get the picture.
0: Yeah, yeah. So first debate, first debate jitters for these candidates. I'm eager to see what happens next to see if even it's going to be a stage of 10, or the same ten, because the earlier candidates, which we didn't cover, Carly Fiorina, really, she's getting all kinds of press today. So we're not gonna cover that because that's the that's the B team.
2: <laughs> yes. Not not getting enough done in the numbers section.
0: Right. We got Rick Perry over there and Carly Fiorina. That's you know, that's the B team. So that is it. That's our bonus episode relative to the GOP, the very first GOP primary debate, we uh, we appreciate you. We hope this was helpful. We hope this was entertaining. We hope this was informational, most of all. We definitely want to hear from you, 657-464-7609. As I say every time, if you are voicemail averse, you can always email us a voice memo from your smartphone to it at if you have not yet rated and reviewed us on iTunes, you make me wonder why you hurt me so much. Every one of your ratings and reviews goes a long way toward boosting us into the, the view and the pages of new listeners. So unless you're trying to hoard us and keep us to yourself, why don't you rate and review us so other listeners can also join the I Doubt It With Dollamore family and become loyal listeners just like you. We will certainly be coming out with a brand new episode 146 on Monday. So don't fear. Look for that. It's going to be a good one. We've got lots of stuff. I think we've got a a solid interview lined up that's going to be very interesting about some very tragic and interesting news out of Bangladesh We'll see. Look for us there, and we will see you then. Until next time, for Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore, your bonus episode host, and this has been I Doubt It. You know, you could see there was blood coming out of her eyes, Uh, blood coming out
7: of her wherever.